That I am doing and you are listening to it right now Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of In Between Gods with Andy Liston I am just that your host, Andy Liston, today. And we have a very special, fantabulous, very fun guest on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Cooper Brown. Cooper, how are you? I'm fantastic. Hell yeah, that's great. So, for for uh, for people who don't know, what are you? Who are you and what do you do? Andy, I'm your childhood friend. Okay, so first and grade. foremost. That's so, my first title of this experience. Do you remember when we met? The exact moment? Yeah. I only remember one thing about sixth grade, mm. and I'm going to say it now. Okay. When we when we said that we were all going to wear our baseball uniforms to Glenridge. Oh, fuck me. And Andy was the only one who showed up to Glenridge Middle School in his baseball uniform. and With cleats? With his, with his, they weren't metal spikes, they were rubber yeah. spikes. He ran and all the way back home, and I think he still made it to time. And I did I mean, make it, it on time, because in, in middle school, the socializing was less so... Oh, let's hang after school. Oh, we have cars. Da 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 da. It was you get to school thirty minutes early. No, like an hour and a half. An early. hour and a half early. If In the you're, courtyard, right? And if you're cool, you fucking you bring a. Mo- and sorry, uh, I'm gonna say cuss words. I don't know if that's against <laughs> you. You can do whatever you want. Uh, my show, no, <laughs> but um, you bring like a monster to school or something fun or, or cool and show everyone how how much of a skater you were. I used to walk to Glenridge with uh, with John Googs in the seventh grade, and we used to stop at a quick stop. Yep. And I would, I would get a bottle of Sprite for ten cents and Swiss rolls. And it ten was, cents? Yeah. For really? And it was. I think the year was like 2012, 2013. Holy and then crap, we would just walk from quick stop to Glenridge, and wow, it was like eight o'clock in the morning, and I was eating a Swiss roll and drinking a Sprite. It was honestly it should be illegal, but just an unfettered dunk tank of emotions that middle school was and you would we, we would all stand out in the morning and just hang out in our little groups and it was all subject to you know the the middle school inclusion exclusion could you stand in a circle would you get words and that was really the breeding ground for our social dynamics uh, everyone in there how do you think that affected you because that was our starting point as friends. And back to when, and, when was the moment? When was the very first time we met? Well, um, I can place it, and this is because I have a good memory. If you play Jeopardy with me, you know that I'll shut you the fuck down. But we were in the hall, and we had Miss Rogers' first period together, um, which soon became our second period, or maybe our first. No, we Not had our second period. period, and then it became our first period because. Uh, the school was inadequately scheduled and funded, uh, as most public schools in America are. Uh, shout out to UF, by the way. Top five public university. That's I'm right. sure you're very proud of that. Uh, we haven't gotten to a proper intro. If you guys don't know uh, Cooper, 
He is the student body president of the University of Florida, the Harvard of the South. And uh, I just want to say, buddy, congratulations. It's been very fun knowing you. Um, and I'm sure you'll, as soon as you graduate, just leave and go somewhere and we'll be like, oh, let's like his pics on Instagram <laughs> and never fucking hear from him again. Um, but yeah, I do remember the instance and it was our, our mutual friend, Andrew. Uh, we had Spanish together and we had been in like class and stuff, you know, but I think I was walking from fifth to sixth period and, um, you got, I was walking with Andrew and you guys met up in the hallway, and you're like, "Yo," or he he was like, "Yo, Coop, what's up, dog?" However much, and you remember, you have these like, you remember middle school. We all remember each other in that light, like, and I know you as an adult now. It's weird to think back, like I knew you back when, like, back when I wore a fighting and had a bus cut. Yeah, and and, and you actually like you present like. In our minds, we present ourselves the same way. You know what I mean? I remember you got your fighting taken one time on like the second to last day of by school. By a teacher? Yeah, by Miss Rogers. Sheesh. I think it was because you were chewing on it. I Probably, don't... honestly. Which doesn't make sense to me because yeah, it's like, really doesn't. let him stim. <laughs> let the man stim. I don't stim. remember that. What was wrong? What was I going through? <laughs> I just remember I just remember RJ was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> And so, so when we met, Andrew was like, "This is my Spanish partner." Free me, and, I guess. For yeah, bro. Fight and for take real, it. second to last day of school. I'm like, what are you gonna do all summer? When I mean, and we know where this woman's house. We see her on walks, so we could have knocked on her door. But I mean, I'm I'm assuming you got it back, and if you didn't, good on did. you because yeah. you're not wearing a fighting right now, and that just Correct. means you've learned and grown as a person, and that's amazing. Um, and Andrew was like, "What's up? This is a." This is a tangential show. I'll often jump back. You know me. Um, and he was like, what's up? This is... And Cooper was like, yeah, I got I got bro in my... In my freaking... In my civics... In my What was it? Civics or something like that? In my civics class. And, and I was like, yeah, what's up? Now we're all we're friends. And, uh, and from there, it just grew into a, a great budding relationship of a couple of buddies in a relationship. Platonically. Uh... <laughs> So, Coop, where you are now, and I'm not going to fill you with, with gas, because I'm sure there's enough people around around town who walk around, they're like, look at him, let's buy him a drink, He's I saw him on, on a picture on the TV with a suit on, like however they speak, in, <laughs> in this is the Harvard of the South, right? Um, how have your formative years transformed you into the man you are today? Yeah. Um, one fun fact about Andy before I answer this question. Beautiful. Andy might not ever talk about it, but Andy Andy Liston can rap better than than almost anyone I know. Oh my god. So. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Great, about great that. freestyle rapper. He needs to share his talents one day for you all. But that anyways, was a, that was a big part of our. Uh, our that was like, part because when you said the middle school circles, the middle I school remember circ- the, the middle school rap battles. For those of you who don't know, I was threatened with a level four suspension. <laughs> From my middle school for drawing, uh, for inciting a crowd of over a hundred people for a rat battle against. Yeah, it was actually crazy. Right, and, and then the and then the school resource officer would start to come to the rat battles, and he he enjoy it honestly. And, and he would he would stand there and he would um, he would like referee it, he which really is like, would. which I mean I guess is like community involvement, <laughs> like <laughs> like that's that's fun, um, but yeah it was. 
And middle school was, I mean, just, I forgot to tell you guys about my rap career, which is, and now I was rap battling at football games and stuff against a guy who's... Winter Park Games, everyone in middle school used to be on that field on the side mm -hmm. playing football or doing whatever. Against like uh, a now accomplished Orlando rapper. Shout out my man Zylon, XDC1881. You can check him out on SoundCloud. I'm sure Spotify and Apple Music as well. Please give him a listen. His shit bangs from the top rope, like legit. Um, and in that way, it's it's kind of me backdoor bragging because that means it's to some extent my shit bangs. Uh, I haven't put it out yet though because uh, I sound like this, even when I'm sounding exactly like this. So anyway, back to the topic. I'm yeah, sorry. My fault. That's my fault. You said it was a tangent, uh, Philip. It show, is. So it, we're, yeah, it we're is. just gonna go on tangents. One hundred percent. But anyway, back to the question. Uh, I don't know, Can man. you pick out a couple moments in your adolescence that changed you? Just a, a moment in time, and I'm and not like a big like, oh, I got touched. Like not one of those, but like, <laughs> but but like one of those moments where it's like, yeah, um, we're gonna mark that so we can cut that out of the show. Nine oh five. So just one of those moments where you had a change in thinking, where something happened or someone said something to you that has kind of guided you into your ideology as a person today? Jeez, I'm just trying to think back on high school. Um, honestly, I got cut from the baseball team twice. Mm. That was that, that hit me hard. The first time was really hard. Those are big failures. Um, not, yeah. not big, like, in the way of life. No, it was, it was big. I mean, it really, like, wrecked my world. Because, uh, like, all my buddies, like, kids I grew, grew up with my whole life, like, playing the game with. Uh, they were better than you at like, baseball. Yeah, they really were, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, but how yeah, did, watch, how did... watching all of them, like, go play for the team and then me just had to figure out, like, what the hell I was going to do. That was really hard. And how did you figure out what you were going to do? I really just, you know, Sack and Will were about to play volleyball. So I was just like, I guess I'll go play volleyball. So I just started playing volleyball with them boys for, for Winter Park. And then that was fun. Um... But yeah, man, another thing that really I remember like from Winter Park. Um, what? Oh, sorry. I'm just saying point your mouth more towards the microphone. Okay, yeah. I'm like, I'm like spinning not towards the <laughs> microphone. Um, but yeah, I remember like when I got into UF and I got in through Pace. I mean, I'm sure you all know that. It's What's like, the Pace program for people that don't know? It's basically you do your first 60 credits online. Um, 60 credits is about what? I mean, it depends how many you come in with. Most students that come here come in with 45, which is the max that you can come in with. Jeez. So it's only really a semester, and then you're, you're on campus from there. But I loved it. I mean, I, I loved my experience, and it, it offered me the opportunity to get, like, super involved on campus from the jump. But I just remember, like, in high school when, when people found out, like, the people, you know, who got into Pace, they kind of just Hit get, it. get ragged on for – you know, they'd be like, oh, you're going to virtual school and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So that was pretty tough now for me. Now everyone's going to virtual school. Though. Yeah, through that. But that was pretty tough for me because, you know, I just wanted to feel, I just wanted to feel included in the environment, like, of everyone else that was going to Florida. So I, I tried I tried my best to, to make it feel that way. And, and then I found a home here at the university, like, initially when I got here. So I'm really thankful for that. But, yeah, man, I mean, I'm just, I'm really thankful for my experiences in winter park um do people here treat pace differently than than like oh not other at all it's students? like not at all you you can't tell who's in pace and who's not like especially after no, the pandemic no one knew no one knew i was in pace really until i was running for student body president because i was like 
That was on your uh, platform, probably? No, it wasn't on my platform, but it was like, honestly, it's probably something that I should mention when I run for student body president, because uh, cause I'm, the, I'm the first one that's ever started out as a PACE student. And that's, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm the first student body president that starts out as a PACE student, so... I threw that in. I threw that in the campaign, and then everyone's like, "Oh, Coop was a pace student." So yeah, no one here really knows or cares about that. Nice. Um, but, but but yeah, Winter Park was fun. I mean, made a lot of good friends that still keep up with to this day. Like our chat, oh, our definitely. chat go crazy. I want to um, get back to. Sorry if I can interrupt real quick. That dichotomy, that dichotomous feeling of like you're still in high school, and a bunch of people around you are accepted into this thing that you've been granted access to, but conditional access. And, you know, the feelings that you have in high school are so different from when you get to college and you can reinvent yourself and you can establish your own thoughts and ideas as a person. How has your thinking changed um, just in terms of sheltered in, in thinking in terms of inclusion of, of just any kind of group? And I'm, this isn't like a diversity question. This is just a a moment where you were on the outside looking in. And I mean, I didn't even apply to UF because I was scared I was going to get rejected. <laughs> and you took that leap of faith. And how were you able to turn that into something more positive for yourself? I, I mean, you said leap of faith. It's just kind of what I had to do was take the leap of faith and, and uh, come to the University of Florida. And just, I mean, once I, once I got in, it was, it was too much of an opportunity to, to pass up and just, you know, not really not really care about what those were thinking or, or saying about me like in Winter Park or whatever and just come to the University of Florida and And what were they thinking and saying about you? I mean who really knows? Oh right? Cooper Brown got into pace. He's gonna pace himself. Yeah, I mean who who really knows what what they were thinking or saying, but I mean I think everyone at the end of the day was was uh happy. I mean I got a lot of support um, from like former friends in Winter Park and stuff. Like when I was running for student body president, got like a lot of texts and phone calls and stuff that I'm really appreciative of. Heck yeah. So what do you think about the value of a college degree right now, as opposed to maybe five years ago when we were starting college? Do you think it's, you know, gotten weaker? Do you think there's more opportunities to circumvent the system through the internet in this gig economy? Or do you think that a college degree right now and just having a degree maybe specialized, maybe not is more important. Yeah, those, I mean, having a college degree is super important. I mean, the value of my degree, specifically my bachelor's degree, um, has just shot through the roof now that we've attained top five status. When I came to the University of Florida, we were ranked, I think, like 14. Nice. And we shot up to number five. So just... And that's entirely on you. Right, that's yeah. That's all, all credit right. to I'm, you. I'm going to take full credit for that. Um, it's been wiped the, out seven in the, schools. In the College of Ag. Shout out to the College of Ag here at the University of Florida. But What's your major? So my undergrad major was Agricultural Education and Communication with a specialization in Communication and Leadership Development. You need me to say it twice? Uh, I need you to say it three times and then spell out yeah. every single one of those words because I cannot. Yeah, it's a mouthful. What does that mean? It means like, dude, I don't even know. Like It means like... <laughs> Some of my classes were about agriculture. Some of my classes were just like communications classes. A lot of my classes were like leadership development classes. So, you know, cultural leadership, leadership in groups and teams, um, you know, interpersonal leadership, moral leadership, a lot of leadership-based classes. Um, I used to just tell people that I studied leadership. <laughs> and then, 
Yeah, now I'm getting my master's in business management. So. You're in your, the master's program right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I I'm thought get, you were still an undergrad. No, nope, I'm getting my master's. I graduated undergrad in May. So. Hell yeah. But back to the question, I mean, the value of a degree is just so important right now to just have a college degree in the workplace. Do you think it's it's lessening? And I'm not trying to, to uh, you know, push you in a, into a position, but I think right now the college degree is, is kind of getting a little bit weaker in terms, I mean, when you take a such a powerful school like the University of Florida, you can't, I mean, you can't argue that that's not an amazing credential. But do you think overall in the United States with the, the trends that we're going, with everyone wanting to be a TikTok star, with <laughs> everyone, you know, doing Forex trading and, and Robin Hood and selling LuLaRoe pants to their neighbors, what do you think about the future of education in America? Jeez, that's a hell of a question. Right. Um and I would just hope that, you know, high school students and, and people coming up would want to attend university. Um, Why? Just because of the experience, honestly. You know, you, you learn so much. You make, your, you make your best friends. You are involved in traditions on campus. You, your mind is just expanded. I mean, I'm thinking about... How has your mind expanded <laughs> in your time here? I mean, I'm thinking about just me coming into college, like, from Winter Park, just being from, like, a sheltered culture and environment and just coming here and meeting people from all over the world and just being introduced to so many different perspectives like that's that's what the real value of a degree is for me just like, the four-year experience yeah i mean the four or five however many years you're here experience of just being engulfed in like university culture and and that doesn't mean you have to go to a big state school like florida um would you say your biggest takeaways in your your knowledge come from the classroom or come from your cultural experiences definitely from definitely from my outside experience whether that was really? involvement or just interacting with people i mean classroom experience is so important don't get me wrong um all of those leadership classes that i took really have just molded my uh, no i'm kidding <laughs> but i i really do love my professors in the college of ag um but I mean, I mean, you take someone like my roommate who just graduated mechanical engineering. Like his mm-hmm. his classroom experiences are a lot different than my classroom. Experience. It's all technical. His classroom experiences are going to set him up for his career better than someone like me who, like my out of the classroom experiences, are going to set are going to be more helpful for me in the future. So, so it really a, just depends on who you are and like how your experience is. So like, I I get yeah no I get that like uh, I guess engineers need more technical framework and so they learn all the stuff there i was international affairs um and i came in to what is it what does that mean international politics it's just i mean if you break it down international affairs the world or just international and then affairs is just shit going on in the world so it's just stuff going on in the world and it's like my my spin on it is just like it's a political science degree with a language, and I think that's maybe one of the only differences. Um, but I get to call it something way fancier now, and I would I would contend for myself at least that I I came in with a pretty good wealth of knowledge about you know my ideas and opinions and how you know moral or at least my moral compass is shaped, and I think that the classroom helped open my eyes towards that more. But I would say definitely just meeting new people. I mean, have you met Lewis? Yeah. My my Scottish random roommate. Yeah. I know so much about Scotland now. It's fucking insane. 
he played the bagpipes. I mean, a Scottish person who plays the bagpipes. That's you never find him anymore. It's amazing. Um, um, is it record? Yeah. Sorry, we had to cut for a sec. I had to refill my drink. Um, you're in a position of power, obviously. You're shrugging, but you can't deny it, right? And so when you look at powerful people, not just in society, but in certain institutions, and this one being an actual institution, you are often thinking about how did they get there? What what moves, what strategies do they take to achieve these things? Are they corrupt? Are they a good hero for justice? Are they our savior? What, with this power that you're endowed with, what is your line of thought in just maintaining yourself, your composure as a person and staying true to, to what you are through, you know, having the knowledge and the power that comes with being something like the president of one of the top five public universities in America? Yeah. Um, I mean, just because I'm the student body president doesn't mean I'm any better than any student that's this university. Technically, I, it does. I'm not gonna say. And, no, and, and, and the thing is, if if you if you go in it if you go into it with that mindset, then that's when you ultimately fail, and that's when you mm. lead, that's when you lead to you know using your platform for I don't know for evil. whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna say evil, but that's a good mindset. To but keep. you just gotta. I just try to just like slow it down just keep it simple care for students like anything that our students need like that i can care for them i just go in there with a simple approach like just because i'm student body president doesn't mean that you know i can't be attending student events like all this stuff like i should be well, i mean it pr- it, you probably should right right correct i mean i should be caring for our students and, and that's really what i strive to do is just care for our students meet with students uh on a day-to-day on a day-to-day level um, just provide opportunities to just, you know, provide the little things that can just help them in the day to day. And um, you're you're in such a you know unique position that that many people will never get to experience. What are the certain, you know, procedural duties or things you have to stand for? Yeah, what I does mean, that every entail? every day is different. I mean, I ran on a platform, so and I, and I like to tell you know my people that I work with is our platform. It's a contract with the students, mm. so you know we, these are the things that we've committed to, and these are the things that we're gonna see through to the end of our term. And what is that platform? Oh. Um, so, really, just you know, working on some things to advocate best for a student body. My my big thing is has been mental health. That's the big. That's my big uh, initiative that that I'm working towards. So, you know, whether that's meeting with administration, getting input from students. I mean, that's that's really what I've been working towards, but we, we have our platform that we run on, but the day-to-day duties, it, I mean, it looks every single day is different. Um, one, you got to remember that I'm in class, so I got to go to class. I got to get my, my homework done, my studying done, because grad school is difficult. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it's, it more difficult than undergrad? Oh, a thousand percent. How so? Um, just the... It's probably more focused on you as an individual. I mean that's that's the good part, but grad school is just a lot of like, I don't know. In in the College of Ag or my program specifically, like we didn't have a lot of exams. We had a lot of like projects and presentations, and my program now just has a lot of like straight up you know exams that I need to study for. So mm. that's just a little bit of a learning curve. But yeah, man. I mean every day looks different. Just show up to the office with you know 100 percent effort to commit to the students. You said 
You said uh, you said earlier you got cut from the baseball team. Jesus. You did, right? Yes, twice. And I was cut from the basketball team four times. If we want to go all the way back, we'll call it seven, and we'll go to middle school. Um, so you weren't good enough at baseball to make the team. Correct. Or at least in the eyes of the coaches, there's always the politics involved with, oh, my son's the son of the, the, the thing. How did you... I mean, you, you said, okay, yeah, my friends are playing volleyball. I'm going to go hop on and play volleyball. How did that change your attitude about, you know, yourself and being a leader? Because you were kind of a leader. You did play setter, correct? I mean, I'm not mm. saying correct, but for the people, correct. He was my setter on club teams. I was not good enough to make the high school volleyball team. <laughs> how, did, how did your transition to volleyball help you, you know, uh, see yourself as more of a leader? Yeah, um, to be very honest, I really only played volleyball for two reasons. Because I wanted to spend time with, with my friends, Will and Isaac, and eventually you, when you mm-hmm. played volleyball. And I wanted to have a varsity letter for Winter Park. True. The only reasons I played volleyball. And does that indication of status, is that just for personal pride, or would you like others Yeah, I mean, back, back in the day, like, I really cared about all that stuff. Like, I just really wanted, you know, my mom had a varsity letter from Winter Park, um, so I just really wanted to... Just like I guess, keep it going. Um, but I ended up enjoying volleyball. I met a lot of good people. It's good to I guess stay active. Yeah, it was a fun sport, right? Like we had a good time it was playing. Good. Volleyball's fun, but it's also like you have to hang out with volleyball kids. Yeah, which I, I've talked about volleyball kids on which, the program. Which I, I love. You know, mm. I make good make good friends. You do make good friends. I'm not gonna you know talk hour. down on any of them. I will. I'll talk down <laughs> on fucking all of them. If you're a volleyball kid, you are stop listening to the same one EDM song by Fisher. Please, for the love of God, change the channel on your Bluetooth speaker that you bring to these gyms. Um, the varsity letter. You said you cared a lot about just having it. Is that for other people? No, I mean it was just for me personally. Like I just really, I really want. I I loved Winter Park. I still love Winter Park. I wanted the opportunity to wear. A Winter Park varsity jersey and then play play on a varsity sports team, and I mean, at the end of the day, it just ended up being volleyball. I mean, I wish, I really wish it was baseball. I wish I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I wish I was better at baseball. I don't know what to tell I mean, you. Hey, I wish I was better at basketball. <laughs> like, I wish I was better at making money. You know, like all this fun stuff. Um, but I mean, I've, I, I've still like found ways to, to enjoy being around the game, like coaching with my buddies now, and just you won a championship recently, right? Yeah, we've won we we've won three championships. Oh wow! We we start so Will and I started we started for Gainesville Babe Ruth. And Will uh, the Will he's talking about is Will Rizzo, not Will Foich, um, our other. Producer. Oh yeah, sorry Foich, wish it was you. <laughs> but uh, we started in fall 2019, and Gainesville Babe Ruth, our team was terrible, but we ended up really yeah oh, we were so bad. I uh, love all those kids though. Um, we rallied in the end though and we won the championship granted there were only two teams in the league we were one of the two so we ended up <laughs> we ended up beating the other team um, and then I coached again at that season but COVID shortened that season damn and then went to Gator Ball last fall what's Gator Ball? it's just like a like a youth sport or youth baseball uh, league travel travel organization here okay. in Kingsville. It's, it's really really well run really good people um so went there coached there in the fall our team was 
we literally scored like a hundred runs in ten games. Jesus fucking um, Christ! Yeah, we went like we went like fifteen and zero, and then won the championship, and then we won in the spring again. We had a really good team. We went undefeated. I think we scored a hundred runs again, and we went fifteen and zero again. So yeah, well, I mean, two straight undefeated seasons. I I couldn't do it this year because I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. But my buddy Campbell's taking over the team and. They're, they're going to have a good season. So All this talk about, like, you know, Little League, your mother got wanted, got a varsity letter, and, and you wanted that for yourself, uh, brings me back to, we were talking earlier about community, and that you wanted to go back to Winter Park, Orlando, where we grew up, but that's not, you know, an expressed wish right now. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I'm we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I was just telling you before we got on the hot mic i mean i don't really know i don't know where i'm gonna end up next year um but but it's it very well you... it very well could be orlando i i don't like i i just want to go see other places whether those are other cities in the state of florida or other you know big cities across the country i just want to see more of what the country has to offer before like I just go right back to, you know, Winter Park. and That that gives me a, a strong sense of you wanting to give back to your community. It's not, maybe like, not an activist, but just a builder within the group of people who built you. Am I yeah. correct in that assertion? Yeah, no. I mean, community's always been super important to me. Um, I even view, like, coaching as giving back to the community and just, like, investing in our youth. And I, I know I want to do that, like, wherever I end up. Damn. Well, you heard it here first. We're going to take a roommate pause. A roommate's coming through the door. Okay, we had a little roommate break, and there you can hear that door opening again. That's that's Will Rizzo walking in the door watching me do his job um, that I don't pay him for. Um, Cooper, I think we're going to end it up, wrap it up real quick here. What's next for you? Last question. What's next for Cooper Brown? Sheesh. Um... Man, I just gotta find a job. Finding, yeah, no, me too. Like, That's why I'm literally sitting in your in your townhome without <laughs> one. Um, yeah, just find a job and and figure out where I'm gonna end up next. Hopefully, you know, work for a good company somewhere that's gonna allow me to to still coach baseball and and just invest in the community um, in in whatever ways present themselves to me. I mean, I don't I don't have like a concrete path that I want to go down it's just more of those things that I, I know when the right opportunity is going to present itself to me so I mean I don't know man just waiting for the right opportunity and just kind of going to stay true to myself throughout the process fuck yeah well that's that's it Cooper Brown anti-concrete anti-corruption anti where did anti-concrete come from you said you didn't want to do anything that's concrete okay which I I agree with I don't like concrete it hurts my knees when I walk on it uh, anyways, Coop, this has been a, a real treat. Thank you so much for allowing me to do this. Yes, sir. Um, go uh, Glenridge Lions. Yeah, go, go Lions. One, two, three, Lion Pride. That's what our principal uh, tried to make us do. And then one time we saw him get punched in the face in a fight in the cafeteria, and it was awesome. Um, in between gods on Instagram, at Andy Listen on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, bye.